0: Hey, and welcome to Becca Babble's podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babble's podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. I know I just went to the gym this morning, so I'm feeling pretty pumped up and ready to go. I want to try and start recording after I work out because I feel like I'm revved up from all the music that I've been playing that it just allows me to insert that into my podcast so I will try and figure that out because then I also study after I go to the gym so we'll we'll figure it out I say we as in like you guys are doing it with me, but you guys are also on this journey with me. So of course I say we, but anyways, the purpose of this podcast, I was at the gym and I started thinking about how like my training has changed or my mindset around the gym has changed a lot throughout my years of training. Like I've been doing sports since I was little, but then I didn't actually start exercising I guess you would say until like middle school and then actual weight lifting was more I guess that was a little bit of middle school because I did have a personal trainer for a while there but then I actually started I'd almost say weight training the right way by myself in like high school that sounds about right And so, I've definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I wanted to kind of go through and because I see other people and even my clients almost like their mindset is wrong when it comes to training. I don't want to say wrong, but like it's not in the right direction when it comes to training. And I feel like other people are making these mistakes. And honestly, I love learning from other people's mistakes. So, Hopefully you can get some value out of this episode on what I've learned through my experience through training and then what other people that I see are doing and hopefully you won't make the same mistake because I know... I was really committed to the gym and I would go all the time, but then I would get really frustrated because I'm like, what the heck? I'm committed to this fitness routine. I'm doing whatever these podcasters are saying or these people that I'm following. I even, I remember when I was going to go to the gym and my dietitian had cleared me to be like, you can go to the gym. I was just going through Instagram, seeing what everyone's workout was. And I was like, Am I supposed to do a split? Am I supposed to do full body? Um, and I would just collect different exercises and I had no idea how to program it. Later on, I found mind pump and then I like invested in a program for myself. and that helped a lot. So I highly recommend. Um, but then I still wasn't seeing results. Or I would hit plateaus and I'd get really frustrated or it barely ever seemed like I was getting up in weight. And I feel like other people feel that way. And it's going to depend exactly on how your, what your goals are when it comes to training. But I feel like these tips will help the general population when it comes to fitness as far as like gaining strength, um, changing your body or just like general health and fitness or just general health, I guess is the better way to put it. But anyways, to the mistakes. And this first one I wanted to highlight because I feel like people still think this is a thing. And I made this mistake as well. And it is comparing your workout or how well your workout was based off how much you sweat and how much whatever watch or apparatus that you're using, how much it says your calories that you've burned. First thing, those things are so inaccurate. Long term looking at it, it might be a good gauge, but if you are basing a how many calories you are burning on how well the workout is, you are coming from the workout from a bad perspective. You can go out and go for a run outside, sweat your butt off, especially in the middle of the summer. You might feel dead um, and burn a ton of calories. But then you could do a weight training session and you start building this muscle and you start speeding up your metabolism just from weightlifting and building muscle. And then you'll burn more calories throughout the day without doing anything. And just to say, I would way rather do that than like have to always go for a run. Now if you love running, please keep running. Like, if that brings joy into your life, run. But when it comes to if you're trying to speed up your metabolism and eat all the wonderful food, it's like, go freaking weight train. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to put it. And this also could even be relative to the intensity of your weight training workout. I know my heart rate will go up super high or I will sweat a ton when I'm doing high reps, short rest periods. But when I am doing things like long rest periods and one to five reps, I'm not going to sweat that much unless my gym is burning up inside, which it was the other day and no one was on the assault bike, which is those bikes that have those fans in them. Oh, I love when people sit on those and then they spin and I just like get in the right position where the squat rack is at my gym, just so I can feel the air blowing on my face. It's amazing. So if you're one of those people who go on the assault bike and do that, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, But like the temperature outside is going to gauge how much you sweat. Sweat is just getting your body to cool down. There's a ton of benefits to sweating and I highly recommend making sure that you are sweating because that helps get out all the toxins. That's a natural way your body detoxes itself uh, just especially from all the like chemicals that we can be exposed to when it comes to like plastics or like your beauty products or I'm trying to think plastic water bottles that's kind of considered plastic but you get the gist. There's that's there's purpose to sweating and there's importance to sweating. But if you're trying to gauge how well your workout was based off the sweat, that's not going to help determine if it was a good workout or not. Second mistake, you're not slowing down your tempo. Oh my gosh, this grinds my gears because I have to tell so many of my clients, slow down. I know it's just because they want to get through the reps, they want to get through the workout, but when you have that time under tension, you're a- you're under that weight longer and you're going to be able to build more muscle. Not only will that happen, but I also find when you focus on slowing down, you're able to focus on form and technique so much more. Also, this like helps with preventing injury because if you're slowing down the reps, it's obviously going to feel harder. But that also means that you don't have to increase in weight. And a lot of injuries can happen from, I'm not going to say all injuries because you this could also happen, but like a lot of injuries can happen from just like going too fast or like having weight that is really heavy and that can be more damaging if you mess up your form and you have a heavy load on you or you're carrying a heavy load. Compared to if you're slowing down the reps and you're focusing on form, then that's less likely to happen. Especially if you're a beginner, I would highly recommend slowing down the reps because again, helps you focus on technique and form and then also just helps you prevent injury. But I'd also say, if you're always like, I was this person, I would go so slow all the time, every time. And if you're that person that always goes slow, then change up your tempo and do something more explosive. Now I've realized that I've said tempo most multiple times and people who have been in a music background probably understand a little bit of like what tempo is but if you don't know what tempo is tempo is just again the speed of how fast or how slow you're going through your reps so for a hypertrophy perspective which is where most people do 8 to 12 reps and they're trying to build muscle um well all phases build muscle but we'll get to that in a second um but hypertrophy—that's more of where the muscle building and blood blood flow—and you'll get more of what they call like a muscle pump stage or phase. In that range, you would be doing a tempo of a four-one-two-two, which basically means you're going down for four seconds and then you're holding for one second. You're going up for two seconds and then holding at the top for two seconds. So if you think of a bicep curl, you're going down for four. So you're extending out your arm to where your, your wrist meets your leg. And then you're going to hold it for one and then you come up, you're going to bend your elbow for two seconds and then hold at the top for two. And that's one rep. Most people like to do one, 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 one. I don't even know if that was four ones, but they just go up and down pretty much. And that's where if you're that person that always goes one, 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 then maybe try a four, one, two, two. But then again, other perspective, maybe flip-flop it. Like I know for me right now, I am doing more explosive movements and one of my favorites right now is the dumbbell snatch makes me feel like a superhero and I'm just like really powerful. And then also people stare at me at the gym kind of being like, what are you doing? That's terrifying. (laughs) But with that, I am using the momentum of flowing through and being more explosive. But then this could also just be in like for a squat. I know if I am doing something like something like a faster tempo would be going down for two, holding for one and then going up for one and then i'll switch it back and go to a 4211 where i would go down for 4 hold for 2 and then go up for 1 and just like boost out of the bottom now i know there's like some crazy bodybuilders out there that will do a really long descent that's like longer than 5 seconds i'm pretty sure don't quote me on this they've done like 10 seconds going down which I don't know how that works um but they they do it and then they like go really slow coming back up and props to them for doing it but I really don't want to do that maybe maybe one day I'll do it and then I can like record it on Instagram or something on my stories and you guys can just like well that would be really boring to watch me just slowly go down in a squat but anyways props to them mistake number three so, you are not tracking your progress, and you're not using progressive overload. So, what is progressive overload? Progressive overload is basically just slowly increasing either reps, weight, it's increasing volume, pretty much, is the best way to put it in a short sentence, but you are slowly adding each time you're either working out or each um, each week, you are... Progressing in some way. I'm hoping that's making sense. But you can't, you don't know if your volume is increasing unless you are tracking this. The favorite quote of a person that I have no idea who said it was if you can't see it, you don't know. And it's actually kind of funny because there was this kid, I'm that person, or I used to be this person, that would carry around a book at the gym, write out my workout and then I'd write out my weights and I'd write out my reps and I would mark it all the time. I loved it because it kept me off my phone. Also, I'm just a very paper, pencil person and my aunt had given me this awesome leather journal and I was like, I love weightlifting, I love this journal so we're gonna write it in here. So I would use that journal and I would write things out. And this kid comes up to me and (laughs) It's not that I'm mad at him, but just the way that he, you know, when you kind of just look at someone's face through their tone of voice and you're just like, you know, I really don't feel like having this conversation right now because I can tell you're judging me. It was one of those sort of situations. And he had asked me, why do you track in your journal? And I was like, oh, well, because I like writing things down and I like to see how I'm progressing and what weights I'm at. And he kind of just goes, you don't know how much you lift. And I was like, no, I know how much I lift. It's just I want to keep track of my progress and making sure that I keep increasing because everyone's going to have that like bad day or that bad week. And you want and if you keep decreasing weights or you like forget weight, did I add five pounds on this exercise or did I add five pounds on that other exercise? It just makes it so much easier when you track. Now, you don't have to be like me and pull out a book at the gym or when you're exercising. But if you have something like there's tracking apps, like I think Strong is a really popular tracking app that people really like. It also has like a little timer in it. But then there's also, you could make like a Google Sheets thing, or I know people use like Apple Notes and just track. It's just, if you can see it and you know you're increasing in weights, reps, or like you're decreasing the amount of time you're resting you know that you are adapting and that you are pushing yourself. Because going back to if you're not increasing, then you're not adapting or changing. Change you, you want the change to make a difference. Now, as far as making changes, this comes into my next mistake, which I didn't do this for the longest time. And I'm so happy that I did because honestly, I think this is what's allowed me to feel very well-rounded when it comes to my fitness, and this is not phasing your training. And this is really important because I don't think most people do this. Most people are like, okay, we're doing hypertrophy work, so I'm always going to stick to 8 to 12 reps. and I'm going to increase my weight, or I'm going to do 5 by 5 for the rest of my life and have long rest periods, and that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to stick to it. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. No. Like, yes, you are going to get results, but then you would get more optimal results if you switched it up. I know there's tons and tons of studies that will explain like, oh, doing max strength is going to give you the most muscle gain or like doing hypertrophy is going to give you the most muscle gain. I don't know where this voice is coming from, (laughs) but they're six week studies. Anything can happen in six weeks. What about in a year? What about in two years? What in five years? No one's going to want to do a study for that long because no one wants to fund it for that long. What you want to do is change up the adaptation that you're doing, because this allows you to adapt to the stimulus that you're giving your body. So like, let's say you're doing that max strength. So you're doing that five by five you're doing it for four to six weeks, so you're getting better at those exercises, you're increasing weight, you're learning how to move with your body in that stage, and you're focusing on it. You focus on it for four to six weeks, then you change it, because that keeps you from plateauing. That keeps you from your body not changing, and then your joints start to ache, or you just feel run down, or it doesn't feel like you can add any more weight and you kind of just feel stuck. And this could even be for like, if you're looking for body composition changes and stuff like that. But you would go to then something like hypertrophy, because then you're going from a five by five long rest periods to a eight to 12 reps, uh, one minute rest period. That's going to be so much different to your body compared to the strength training. And then you go to something for like endurance, where it's like 12 to 15 reps, And then 30 seconds rest. It sucks. Like, if you like that kind of thing, cool for you. But when it comes to doing 12 to 15 barbell squats and then having 30 seconds rest, I'm telling you right now, it's not fun. (laughs) Well, it's fun in a sense for me. But like, it's, I definitely would say I would way rather do strength training and seeing my, or max strength and seeing my weights go up. But that's besides the point. I still do it because I know it's good for me there's benefits to all of them. And then when you cycle back to that strength training, yeah, or the max strength, I keep saying strength training, it's all strength training. But when you cycle back to that max strength, then it's going to, yes, you're gonna maybe stink for like the first week, but then you might see then increases the next following week because your body got better in all these different areas. And so it's getting those adaptations from those different areas and then that carries over. Think of it like people say, oh, we should take out PE or we should take out music in schools because like we just need to focus on school. No one says that. They say, no, we need to keep the music program or we need to keep PE because that makes you a well-rounded student. It's the same thing when it comes to weight training. It's kind of funny how like a lot of things interconnect or that's something that I'm learning right now. But anyways, so moral of the story, make sure you're phasing your training and you don't have to be stuck in one camp. You don't have to say, oh, I'm a bodybuilder. Oh, I'm a powerlifter. Why can't you be all of it? Like, why can't, like, I'm Rebecca. I do it all. <laughs> I'm not a part of a group. So that's just how I think of it. But mistake number five, you're not doing unilateral training and, or rotational work. I'd throw that in there too. And I think this comes down to ego. <laughs> Just going to say because you're going to be a lot stronger when you are bilateral, meaning like, okay, example for a squat again, you're on a squat is bilateral. You are on two feet compared to a lunge or a step up. Or if you want to throw in Bulgarian split squats, um, that's going to be a lot tougher because usually one people have a stronger leg compared to their other leg or they have a stronger arm compared to the other arm. But you will not know what the crazy thing is, is once you do that unilateral work for a while and you allow that weaker arm that is probably giving you issues when it comes to you going and doing your squat, then you're going to be- end up being stronger in your squat later on because you dedicated that time to developing that leg that was weaker than the other one. And it is a hit to the ego because then or, I also just think because, like, I like barbell squatting, I like deadlifting, and going to like a single legged deadlift or going to a lunge or Bulgarian split squats is kind of just like, yeah, they're like fun, but like, I want to show my friends at the gym that like I can lift stronger weights or like that I can be competitive with them. So, don't do that and like actually do the unilateral work. And I'd also say rotation is really important. Anything like Russian twists where you're like on your bottom and then you turn, I guess is the best way I can explain it, and you go back and forth like that. There is importance to rotation or this could even be a cable chop where you're standing at the cable and then you rotate the cable out. This is really hard to explain if you can't see a picture or my hands moving, but there's importance to building strength in that because so many people, so many people get injured just by rotating backwards. And I've even seen people where they like body weight wise, like if you do a windmill, I think I've posted this on my Instagram before on like my story, but I could maybe do a post actually on there about windmills. Like so many people can't do windmills just because they can't rotate body weight just body weight wise but it's so important that you're able to do that because we're not we're not always just going to be walking back and forth we we want to turn we want like you're going to end up having more athleticism even if you don't want to be an athlete if you are able to turn direction because we're supposed to be able to move around that's why we're allowed to rotate but because we are sitting at our desks all day or we're just walking straight. No one walks sideways. (laughs) You're going to end up losing that and you lose what you don't use. So mistake number six, you're not getting enough sleep and you're just relying on caffeine. This one's a big one because I know so many people my age are saying, I'll sleep till I'm dead. Who needs sleep? Sleeps for the week. No, you need sleep. Like, that allows your body to reset, recover, regrow. And you don't build muscle in the gym. I know this has been something that people hammer multiple, multiple times where it's like, you don't build muscle in the gym, you tear down muscle in the gym. That's true. So like, where are you going to get that recovery from? Where are you recovering? Yeah, you can eat the food, you can stretch you can do the saunas you can do whatever the influencer guru tells you to do but if you're not getting good sleep and I'm meaning like you're getting into REM sleep and you're having those things like growth hormone stimulate and help your body repair and grow you're not going to build muscle you're not going to recover you're not going to increase strength And if you're just relying on caffeine, you're just allowing this like loop of like, I feel tired and wired, but you know, I can still keep going because I got this pre-workout or this caffeine. Not to say there isn't benefits to that because there is benefits. But if you find yourself that you're tired all the time and you can't Catch your stride, or you kind of feel like you're going 75% in your workout. Maybe if you get your sleep in check, then you could push even harder at the gym and increase those weights. So make sure you go to bed on time. I'm going to be your mom, tell you to go to bed. (laughs) It's important. And maybe you'll have like a really cool dream you can tell your friend the next morning. Because I know for me, recently, I've had some really weird dreams. All right. Next mistake, I promise there's just two more, is letting go of the ego. Or letting the ego get in your way and using bad form. I've seen this multiple times. And for some reason it comes with bicep curls. They're like, oh, and I'm going to, maybe that's why I'm making the weird, like deep voice is because most of the time it's dudes. But I will say, I can't just say it's just dudes because I've done these things. So, um, and this was, I, I'd like to say I don't let my ego get in the way as far as like bad form. But there are times where I do let my ego get in the way and I like push myself too hard. Um, This could be like with intensity where it's like maybe I should have like laid back on the intensity and not pushed too hard because what you really want to do is do the I like what Adam on mind pump says is do the least amount of work to get the most amount of change. And this is because it allows your body to slowly adapt and progress because like, okay, yeah, cool. You can do I can't even think of a number. Okay, like let's just say 200 pound squat and you can do it like the first month that you're weightlifting or whatever. And then it's like, but then you get stuck faster. But if you make these little changes and your body changes slowly and it's able to adapt to these small changes, I'd way rather do that because then I could maybe be in like my 40s and then hitting the PR still. So, and then looking awesome throughout all of it. So just a thought for that. But back to the mistake that I said that I was talking about was don't let your ego get in the way and using bad form. A lot of people like to do this with bicep curls where they swing their arms. I have to tell so many people, put your freaking elbows by your side. You're not trying to use the momentum to go back and forth. What you're trying to do is actually move your biceps. Like let your biceps do the work because that's actually what's going to allow you to let it grow. And this kind of hit my ego a lot when I was doing, I don't remember the exact name, but it was a step up. I'm not great at step ups, especially when it comes to a tall box. And there was where I had to put my arm above my head and hold a dumbbell up there. And then my other hand was by my chest and it was holding a dumbbell. And I swear, like, Step-ups are hard enough, especially if you're really trying to focus on the foot that is on the box and you're just driving up and not letting that back leg push off the ground. And then on top of it, I have this dumbbell overhead and my arm is just going back and forth like crazy. And I had this friend at the gym and it was super pathetic. I had... I think I started off with a 10 pound dumbbell in both hands. By the end of it, I'm pretty sure I went down to a six pound dumbbell because my elbow just kept bending and I couldn't keep my arm up. And I was just like, I felt really sad that day. (laughs) I still did it because like it was in my program and I was going to do it. But it was a hit to the ego to be like, okay, we're still going to do this exercise and we're going to do it right. Even if that means the weight is really light. And honestly, if you just have to think about it, that like weights are just weights and that like a number is just a number. Just think of it that way. Like your body doesn't know that you're lifting like it knows it's lifting load, but it doesn't know that like you increased five pounds and it's like good for you. Like all it knows is it's like, oh, shoot, I have to lift up this load somehow. And you're the one controlling the form. You're the one making sure that you're doing it the right way so that you actually progress the right way because it sucks coming back and trying to relearn how to actually perform the movement well. So last mistake is you're not working on mobility. This one's a biggie one. (laughs) I wanted to say biggie but then I also just wanted to say big so we got the combination of biggie one and that kind of sounds like iggy. Anyways, uh, squirrel brain right there. Um, So this goes back to that whole rotation. But also, I feel like people in my age group, again, we think we're invincible. We think we can do anything. And I'm also just saying this right now. There's so many people also in my age group that have lower back pain. And a lot of that is connected to not being mobile in your hips, not being mobile in your ankles. And if you're not working on that, then that's going to end up causing injury. And also, if you can't get into a certain range of motion, also, if you have not listened to Flexibility is Overrated, listen to that podcast right now because in there I define what mobility and range of motion is. So, just a little like hint hint there. Man, I'm getting really sassy in this podcast. <laughs> um, Anyways... You want to work on mobility because it will allow you to go in those deeper ranges of motion. Therefore, then build more muscle in other areas that you weren't able to do before. And then also help with plateaus and also help you on your journey and progress to be even better and more awesome and great and yay. (laughs) So, make sure you're working on mobility because it's going to prevent injury. It's going to prevent you from feeling achy. And it's also going to help you build more muscle. So... That is my TED talk about raging about the gym (laughs) and the mistakes that I made, because I promise you, I've made all these mistakes. I'm pretty sure I've made, okay, maybe not the sleep one, but because I'm pretty hyper-focused on my sleep, or at least I try to be, but like most of these other ones, I've made these mistakes. So I don't want you to make these same mistakes, but I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you got some value out of it or at least you like got a laugh out of how like intense I was. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but it happened. But thank you again so much for listening to this podcast. And if you would like, please share it on social media to people who you think might need to listen to this so that they don't make these mistakes in the gym. And also, if you would please leave a five-star rating and review, that really helps people find this podcast. And if you have any other topics or questions you want me to talk about, please DM me at Rebecca.8 on Instagram or email me at podcast at gmail.com. And let me know what you want to talk, what you want me to talk about, or if you have a question for me. I love answering questions. I am, I, I'm pretty much an open book for the most part. So anyways, I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. I know I just ended the intro weird. Wait, or is that my, that's not an intro. That's an, I'm messing up this podcast. I am so sorry. Okay. I can't wait to babble with you next time. Bye.